0: Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org/thrive. Learn the language of
1: spirit. This is the intuitive life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Worcester, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My guest today is a regular guest on the program. I have her probably, I try to have her at least once a month, and it's a very popular um, episode of this podcast. And my guest today is Tarot Master Anne Hentz. Hi, Anne. How are
2: you? Hi, Laura, I am fine and um, I'm very excited to be joining this new format that you are presenting. Yeah. Oh, good to be here. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm so glad you're here. I know people have been asking when you're coming back. <laughs> so, so we're getting there. I just have to ramp back up on this new podcast. So this is great. Um, So, as always, for people who have not heard this before, what what typically happens is that Ann offers, she pulls cards for everybody who's listening, whether you're listening live or in the recording, and these cards are for you, and she'll describe the cards and also um, what they they mean, what the meaning is behind the cards, and also she'll be offering a tarot tip, so if you have any cards that you are looking to learn more about, she can she's going to offer a tip to get help you to learn your cards better and how to use your cards better so so let's get started
2: so ann what do you have for cards for us today okay well um this is quite a different deck and as always every month i try and use a different deck to um you know spark everyone's curiosity about what kind of decks are out there and and how they work and and truly the more i myself have been using um New decks or kind of different decks. Um, I find that it's very liberating and um, really opens up my intuition because I'm looking at the cards through different eyes. It's really cool. Um, the cards for today are from the Fairy Tarot. It was, the book is written by Helene and Doris Salterini. It was translated by Liz O'Neill. And the artwork is by Antonio Lupatelli and Richard Doyle. So obviously, it's a fairy themed deck. Uh, the interpretations are similar to the Rider Waite system, but with a slightly different take on many of the cards, uh, sort of from the viewpoint of the fairies. <clears throat> the suits also um, are more fairy oriented, they're taken from the uh, natural world, They're hearts, bells, acorns, and leaves. Hearts are cups, bells are pentacles, acorns are wands, and leaves are swords. Um, two other things I find interesting about this deck. In this deck, as in some other decks that are out there, the numbers for justice and strength have been swapped. In the uh, more common rider weight system, strength is eight and justice is 11. But in the Marseille system, the older system, Um, justice is eight, and strength is 11. This deck follows that Marseille system of numbering. Something else that's kind of interesting, I I actually kind of like it. Um, The the old-fashioned decks, uh, like the Marseille, are pip decks. In a pip deck, there are no illustrations, uh, only the appropriate number of swords, cups, etc. Those are called pips. So the four of cups will have Four cups and that's it um so not not all that easy to read this fairy tarot is marseille influenced i kind of think of it as an illustrated pip deck the suit pips are really prominent on each of the cards the minor arcanas and they're clustered in a group at the top of the card and then they have a small illustration under them um the illustrations are very cool the artwork is reminiscent of um Arthur Rackham's illustrations in the late 1800s as far as the book um, I bought the the big book that goes with it Um, I found it a little contradictory occasionally in the interpretation of a card they'll say one thing and then they'll say something else and I'll think okay that it doesn't make sense Uh, but it could be due to it being a translated book so I just take what makes sense for me and uh let the rest go so the two cards are from the fairy tarot the strength card uh the strength card and the seven of leaves which would be the seven of swords now in this strength card we have um an absolutely wonderful very muscular fairy uh, with his arms wrapped around an old dead tree and he has yanked it out of the ground So the standard interpretation of the strength card is more gentle control and having the strength to control our wilder instincts through loving kindness, all that. But in this deck, the fairy of strength, as they call him, has uprooted this dead tree to make way for new things to grow. The book talks about having the strength of spirit to eliminate from our lives what can no longer bear fruit. And that's a little different from our standard interpretation of the strength card. So now we've added to our tarot foundation by knowing that strength can be interpreted in both of these ways. We've added a slightly different interpretation to our tarot knowledge bank. Okay, that was the strength card. The seven of leaves, swords, uh, we have seven leaves in a cluster at the top of the card. And then below it, we have a, a sweet little illustration of a small fairy, almost looks like a little imp, but a fairy sitting on a branch. Talking to a little bird, and he's gesturing with his fingers and pointing to the little bird. And the look on his face is a little questionable like, you may not believe this, but it's cute. And And so, this fairy seems to be very intent on making his case with the little bird who's listening um, very seriously. The book says this refers to the fairy's way of listening to diverse opinions before making any decisions. And it also warns about being confused by the opinions of others. Now, the standard interpretation of the Seven of Swords is dishonesty, hidden agendas, things not necessarily being what they seem. And by the look on this little fairy's face, uh, it seems he may have his own personal agenda behind what he's saying to the bird, although that isn't really mentioned in the book. But if you take a look at his face when you have a chance, I think you'll see it
1: we definitely, you could see
2: that. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's a slightly different take on the standard interpretation, um, and it broadens our own possible interpretations um, for not only this fairy tarot, Seven of Leaves, but for the standard Seven of Swords. So taken together, how do I interpret these? Um, strength card and the Seven of Leaves, or Seven of Swords. Uh, taken together, I see these cards, as reminding you to have the strength of character to do what you know is right for you and not let the opinions of others sway you. Um, The opinions of other people come from their own experiences and prejudices. We all see the world through different filters. So it's important to do what feels right for you and have the strength of character to do that. Good
1: advice. And a reminder that these cards that Ian is referring to um, they're on her Instagram and she's Anne Hans Tarot on Instagram. And also it's on your, is it on your Facebook page as well? Oh, Anne?
2: It is. Yep. Mm, okay.
1: Anne Hans connect with spirit. Go back and check that on her webpage or on your Instagram. It does help to kind of see the, um, the illustration as well. Tarot tip. Yes. Let's go on to the tarot tip. I know a lot of people look forward to that. Uh, we have people who joined from the psychic tarot community on Facebook john holland psychic tarot community and uh, i know a lot of people who are learning how to use their
2: cards and they love the tarot tips cool Um, cool well this one is kind of fun and so simple um but it gets you to really think about what the different cards mean and how they can be related to um our real life our personal life i call it people as tarot cards and all you do is think about the various people in your life and decide what tarot card or cards they would be, what card represents them. Um, and they don't have to be court cards. We're not talking people cards it can be any of the cards. Let me give you a few examples of my own. My mom, bless her heart. And most of these people I mentioned are no longer with us. But my mother is definitely represented by the Empress card. She she's the epitome of empress caring and nurturing and not just us as her kids and my dad you know growing up everyone she came into contact with she wanted to help them make them feel better give them a cup of tea just the ultimate um empress my dad interestingly i see him as a very gentle and kind emperor Empress take care of their, their empires They want to make sure everyone has what they need. Things are running smoothly. And he did that um, for our family, for our home itself, Um, for other people. Again, they were both very giving people. Dad, a very gentle emperor. And I see him as a knight of wands. Knight of wands wants to go out and take care of things and and, save the world. And dad was a fireman. And of course, wands is represented by fire. So I added that in for him. Ted, my brother, magician, he could do anything. He knew so much, make anything happen, but also three of cups because he was my best friend growing up, we had such a good time together. (laughs) Just two other quick ones. Carl, my husband, the lovers, because he's my husband, two of cups because he's my best friend, And (laughs) and seven of cups, if you can picture the standard seven of cups, um it's a guy looking a little bit confused at seven cups that are in the sky in front of him and they all have something different in them he's he's the seven of cups every time he walks up to me with his laptop with a really confused expression on his face (laughs) oh and that happens a lot and i have one other relative who will be unnamed okay Uh, seven of swords absolutely can't be trusted Oh, that's why the person is really unnamed. So anyway, it's kind of an interesting exercise, uh, and you can also do the same with situations. If you find yourself in a situation, you might say, huh, what tarot card would describe this this situation? Oh, that's good practice. Yeah, it's, it's great. And you can do it anytime, anywhere.
1: Yeah, well, that's a great that's a great way to learn. And uh, yeah, fantastic. I never thought of it that way. I've thought of things like, okay, if there was a song for a tarot card, what song would it be? Like, or if a tarot was a, a movie plot, what would that movie be? You know, things like that. Um, Deb would love a reading from you. So let's see what the question is. But i got to bring you up again. mean, bring you up, Deb, in order to uh, ask the questions. So I'm gonna unmute you. Hello, Deb. Deb, are you there? Hi. Okay. And. Thanks for having me. You guys, I, I love listening to you, and of course, all Anne's wisdom as well. But and I was just wondering if you can tell me where my energy is going. with what's going on with my energy?
2: What's going off your energy? I'm not sure what if, you mean.
1: What's going on? I just seem like I don't know. In my cards, I thought maybe you could tell me why I don't have much energy right now. I don't know if it's
2: okay. Let me let me wrap that around a, a, a little different question. Um, let me get a message for you from the divine around what's happening with your energy rather than a why. Perfect. It always
1: helps to frame the question a certain way. You get a lot more information like that too. Yeah. And that's one of those things I need to learn is how to ask it properly.
2: <laughs> you you want to, I think two more cards to pull. Uh, and you want to, um, I mean, that could almost border on like my physical energy are we doing a health reading tarot's not good for health readings so if we let the divine kind of talk to you about it that i think works better all right let me turn these cards over huh interesting that your energy is low or off lately because what spirit is saying to you and you may just need to or want to you don't need to do anything but you may want to really open up to this message here and see if that shift things shifts things for you okay Um, the first trio of cards that we have sage of cups regenerator uh sitting on top of two of wands purity and the universe so and i'm sorry if you can hear this but the people who maintain this property have decided that now's a really good time to weed whack under my window. So, sorry about that. Okay, so this trio of cards, Sage of Cups, is, um, represents the wise person around relationships and caring about self and world. And it's, it's just a lovely, lovely card. And it's sitting on top of Two of Wands, Purity, which is about um, doing what is right for you. And you know what? That almost ties in with the two cards that we just talked about: strength and seven of leaves, having the strength of character to do what you know is best for you and not be swayed by other people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, two of wands, purity is saying, um, do what you need, do what is best for you right now, and the universe is saying, this is energy all coming together. Now, that's kind of a snapshot of what spirit is saying is happening. Um, your action card is the nine of worlds harvest. This is saying, okay, open up now uh, to a whole new cycle of blessings coming your way. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, the outcome card is the priestess. So it feels to me like what these cards are saying um, is that you're entering a new cycle right now where if you are willing and will open to it, it feels like you vibrationally will be moving up a spiral, opening to the goddessness that's that's in you. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, you know, think about that energy and kind of shrug off as best you can what you're feeling now, because I think it's probably just the change that okay, is, change. is happening now. Yeah. So and when reading cards, is, I'm trying to learn to read them along with you and, and so forth. And so basically you just kind of you just take the information that
1: that resonates with you from each card and just kind of pull it together. Is that the best way, learning how to read them?
2: Yeah, I would say that. But but it is important to like if you're just kind of starting out or you're not comfortable yet. Um, pull a card a day with your chosen deck and read from the book that goes with that. Uh, so that you really understand the basic meeting, the standard meeting, the meeting that people have been using for, um, you know, hundreds of years. And then as you go on and work with other decks, you can add different layers to that meeting, awesome. meaning, pull a card a day and then and then see um, yeah, put that card up so that at the end of the day, you can see how that card may have come into play for you that day. All right. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Very cool. Thank you, Anne. I appreciate uh, you taking my, my question. My pleasure.
0: Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms. Engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org/thrive. Thanks, Deb. Thanks for listening. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Laura.
1: Every once in a while, I'll have students ask me who, you know, they're they're doing mediumship development or me, um, or even psychic development, and they're trying to learn how to use oracle cards or tarot cards, and I'll tell them, sure, go by the book, but also, go with how you really, what you really feel the card means, and they get a little, you know, a little wigged out about it because they say, well, how then how, if I'm not following what the book says, how do I know for sure, that I'm doing it right? Right. So what advice would you offer to them about that?
2: Um, I really, really not only encourage my students, I insist <laughs> that they learn the book meaning first yeah. and only once they know the book meanings and they can look at, say, three cards that they've pulled and see how they interact with each other, then. Allow their intuition to modify uh, what they feel like saying about a particular card, But Learn the book meaning first, and then allow your intuition to, I don't want to say take over because tarot is tarot is tarot. It's not, I've had people kind of glibly say to me, oh, well, I've never read any of the books. I'm an intuitive tarot reader. And I think, well, (laughs) you might be an intuitive reader, but you're not reading tarot if you haven't studied it. It's it's a system. Rosita, she has a question. Let me bring you up. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for taking me. Um, I'm planning uh, a trip to Winnipeg. My daughter just recently moved there and uh, she's coming back to uh, Victoria and then we're driving uh, to Winnipeg and we're spending some time together. I'm also selling her my car. So we'll be traveling in my car. So um, I do trust the universe, but I'm getting a little anxious and I just need a little confirmation that once again, all is well. Okay.
1: Sounds good. All right, so so we could say, so yeah, so we could probably say this question is, what does Rosita need to know about the trip that she's taking soon?
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: That works. All right, I have um, five cards and they look wonderful, Rosita. Um, go through them. Um, the first card is the world. And the world tells me that everything is likely to fall right into place for you on this trip. Three of Cups, this is a card of rejoicing with with those you love. So it just speaks to the the fun that um, you guys will have being together. Mm. Ace of Wands. Ace of Wands is just finding a renewed enthusiasm for the relationship, for each other, for life in general. Uh, Lovely card, lovely card. The Emperor. Well, now that's interesting. (laughs) Uh, She said to no one in particular. Um, As I turned over the emperor card, I reached out and pulled another card. For whatever reason, I didn't intend to.
0: See, the universe works for us. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's the empress. Oh. We have a lovely pairing of energies that I think speaks well for this trip, being balanced in the emperor, taking care of, you know, the driving and the trip and all the, the details and the planning the empress taking care of that and then the empress had to come in because she wanted to speak to again the joy and the fun and how wonderful um, the trip will be and our final card is two of cups this is lovely this is a happy partnership of of, of joy of you know friendship of of love mom and mom and daughter uh, caring so i don't see any issues with this trip at all this looks like like I want to go too <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you live on the way we'll drop by <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> sounds good and i pulled a card too it's uh, one card for you Rosita and it came up um and the, what this card tells me is that even if something happens that Is not on the on the itinerary, or something doesn't go quite as planned. That it ends up being a happy accident of some kind. Um, You know, it ends up being actually well. Isn't that wonderful? Because if we didn't have the change in plans, we wouldn't have experienced this. That's the kind of feeling I'm getting from this card. So, so even so, embrace even the things that don't seem to at the initial um, the initial moment that doesn't seem to be going well. But then it's like, for example, you thought you were going to go to one restaurant, but ended up being closed. They ended up going to another restaurant, ends up being, being better.
2: I call it my travel angel, uh, angel taking charge. And as it happened, so many t- tips where things didn't yes. work out. And in the end, they were always better. So she's with us again. I'm glad to hear that. Wonderful. That's that's
1: beautiful. That's that's a better way of saying it than I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you so much, Rosina. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. Anne. Before we go today, um, I know there's a lot of people who are learning their decks. They're learning how to use a tarot deck. Um, what is the best way to learn, uh, and how you know how can they get in touch with you to take a class from you?
2: Yeah, I would love anybody to join my classes because we have a wonderful time. Um, so they can go to find classes. They can go to my website and at the top click on workshops, and it will show everything that has uh, that is being being offered so go
1: to com to learn more about her classes it's a-n-n-h-e-n-t-z.com and of course you can um go there as well to book a private reading with anne so
2: um she goes much more in depth with the cards with a private reading so very good awesome well, laura i just quickly pulled two cards it felt like there was a message for someone okay. um, who is listening or will be listening and um let me just get that in for them um High Priestess and Knight of Bells, I'm using the Fairy Tarot here, uh, which would be um, Knight of Pentacles. And this, I believe someone is experiencing an opening of their psychic abilities and may be a little bit concerned about um, using them and letting allowing them to develop. The Knight of Bells and the Knight of Pentacles says, it's okay, take it slowly, but, um, Work with your intuition. it will be um, it will be beneficial.
1: Good, yeah, a lot of people do have fear um, when they're just beginning like they they're so enthusiastic about the subject. they want they really want to learn or they may have had a, uh, an experience that um, kind of let them know that that it reminded them of their intuitive. Um, connections, and they're taking classes and things and and reading, and they're they're sometimes a little nervous. And I think it comes from a couple of different directions. Um, One is sometimes people are um, extreme perfectionists, and they want everything that they say to be perfect. But sometimes in order to practice our intuitive connections, and maybe doing psychic readings, or reading cards, and giving a psychic reading, um, we have to kind of let go of that perfectionism because that's not how the intuitive mind works. So and we have to be able to express that and have it validated back to us, the impressions that we're receiving in a practice way. A lot of times we have practice sessions, you know, psychic development groups, but you have to get let go of being perfect in order to be heard so that mm-hmm. people can validate what you're saying. And then you can read, you know, um, you can best, Express what you're receiving psychically. Um, and so so black people are just like, I want to be perfect before I say it. I'm like you can't it doesn't work that way sometimes. <laughs> you, know? Sure. Um, you know for example, I, you know especially with mediumship development, you know I you know someone might say, I'm seeing this, but it doesn't make any sense to me. But the best thing to do sometimes is to say this, I don't understand why I'm saying this, but I'm telling you, I'm seeing X, Y, and Z. It might mean the world to the person that you're reading and they'll completely understand why you're saying it, but you may not know the meaning of it. So it's, but sometimes people want to know the whole picture. It's that perfectionism that comes up. They want to know the full story exactly as it is the way it's supposed to be and before they even open their mouth. And so um, that times that sometimes that stops us from learning. And I and I understand too with Tarot, I mean, I just said this to my class the other day, is that Tarot, you can learn about Tarot for years and still be learning about Tarot,
2: correct? Oh absolutely. In fact, every every class I teach, um, I will learn something new from my students. Mm-hmm. Because they offer their own insights or they'll ask a question that I never thought about before and you know I, I, I think about the the card or the, the process a little differently to answer that question so it's um, it's a never-ending thankfully a never-ending process of learning more and more and more about the cards
1: yeah yeah and you and you have 30 plus years of experience too correct I do which is yeah. weird because I'm only 35 years old <laughs> Yeah, that's so that's, I mean, it just goes to show I mean, you you know so much about this. I, mean, I learned so much from you. But it's so good to see someone who's considered a master in tarot to still be learning. And um because and, to, and if we could let go of that while we're in the process of learning, we actually can gain ground with, with the learning process. Um and also another thing, too, that, that kind of holds people back, they get a little nervous with their developing the psychic abilities is preconceived notions about what psychic abilities um do because um, so, you know, some someone might have been brought up with, oh, you don't listen to that mumbo jumbo because you're you're dealing with the dark side um and, and and sometimes that's kind of playing in the back of people's mind. they get really on this this fear-based um belief that tuning into your own intuition is somehow turning into the dark side of things and mm-hmm actually, I, I think it's turning to the light. Um, I think what we're listening to is from the light, you know, our, our own spirit, our own soul. Um, and that's part of the greater consciousness, I believe. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: Um, but it it is a it is a process. It's not something necessarily that can be changed overnight. And it's maybe it's not for everybody either. Um, so just because people are on their own path. But I think it's it's a process that happens over time. And as, as people learn to trust their intuition and realizing where it's, where the source of it is really is in the light, then, um, but that takes, that just takes practice and, and experience to understand that fully and to fully take it on board. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, so that's two reasons why some someone might be um, a little bit nervous about stepping into their psychic abilities. And, and could you, is there any other reasons that you've seen that you found is the reason why people are, you know, they, they love it. They really want to learn more, but it, it just something holds them back.
2: I've had some people think that it should happen overnight. Yes. And they get frustrated when it doesn't, you know, if you're Mozart, okay, you can compose at age two or three and, and that works. But for most people, Tarot, like other things, it's a skill. Um, Yes, intuition will come into play, but but it's a skill. You have to study it. You have to practice, practice, practice. Um, One of the things that I say to my students all the time is, if you don't have a question yourself, and if you don't have um, a friend who has a question, uh, grab a teddy bear, make up a backstory about that teddy bear, um, and then create a question from the bear and then read for the teddy bear read for his or her question also another important thing yes um when you're doing your practice reading and you're reading for the teddy bear or your coffee mug whatever um when you determine a question you make one up um you pull the cards you turn them over speak out loud to the teddy bear or to the coffee mug don't just look at them in your head and say Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I I got that. I know what that means. No, no, you don't. Huge difference between glancing at the cards and saying, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of, I get it. I get it. And actually speaking uh, clear sentences about what the cards are saying, speaking them aloud, speaking them aloud is much harder. So great practice. Always speak your practice readings aloud yeah because
1: you could think it in your head but there's something there's the energy is there when you're speaking it out loud as the words leave your leave your lips a lot of times it just feels very different than if you're simply thinking it mm-hmm. and yeah and it's um and it and it's it comes from me as you speak it then you, sometimes i i know that i will start to say something which i feel is interpreting the information that might be coming from the spirit from the spirit world and as i speak it I'll, i'm almost immediately as I speak it I say you know what Let me say that again in a different way. This is what they're trying to say. And then it ends up being correct. Um, But I'm sure you've had that experience as well, correct?
2: Oh, yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just something there's a power in in the spoken word. And so um, it it really starts and you can feel the truth when you speak it. You really feel it. Um, So it it does make a huge difference. And that's another way to, to sort of hone your intuitive sense as well. Um, it just feels different. The truth feels different when it's spoken. And if something isn't quite right, it just has a hollow feeling to it. And and then, so then you can say, let me rephrase that. Take, I'll take back what I just said. And that's okay. That happens a lot with, um, with readings, you know? So, um, let's see. And what, oh, thank you, Layla. Layla. Layla said, you put in the the question box today. I almost asked the question about learning experience, new abilities, and having doubts using them for others accurately. I know that message was one I needed to hear. Thank you very much. And what are some other reasons, Anne, that you found that, that people are nervous about um, developing their intuitive intuitive abilities?
2: Fear of being wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think yep. you kind of touched on that in a, in a different uh, approach. And then I, I have had people be concerned as you were talking about the dark side. Um, and, you know, I will have the, the same conversation with them about has nothing to do with the devil uh, or or darkness. It it has everything to do with embracing your own light with a capital L. Mm-hmm. Um, so not wanting to put in the time, not wanting to be being afraid of, being wrong. And then I have the opposite problem sometimes with students who really maybe haven't put in the time or um, have not quite understood as much as I would like them to. But they're so confident and they just, you know, tell people and it's this and this is going to happen and you're going to do this and you shouldn't do that. And like, oh, I cringe when I hear them using those kinds of words. So yeah, you never say you should, or you will, or you must, or never. So that's kind of a whole other area here is is, um, Mm -hmm. your words have power. So don't use them loosely or lightly, Mm -hmm. choose them carefully. And you know, even if people will, we are talking about the fear of being wrong. Mm -hmm. If a new reader will use those types of phrases, it's likely that the cards suggest it's possible, that should eliminate some of their fear of being wrong because they're not stating an absolute. Tarot is not an absolute. That's true. Uh, tarot is a likelihood. It's a snapshot of the energies currently around the situation and a probability of what will happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So if they will remember that and use those words that we just talked about, um, then that should free them from some of the fear of, of being wrong. The other thing too is the fear of judgment
1: too, because people some, there's so many closet tarot readers out there <laughs> that they never they don't let anybody know that they do that at all. Um yeah. and that and that's fine. Some people just they keep it, it's a very private practice for them. They're not necessarily um hanging out a shingle and and doing readings for people publicly. Uh, but there is sort of this fear of being judged that they're relying on on cards for for guidance. And um but when, when it really does, when it comes down to it though, it really is, I mean, the, the cards guide us and they point us in a direction, um, but it, where, where where does it really come from? Where, where, does our, where does our own decisions come from? That comes from us.
2: To anyone who's listened to all of this, um, take it to heart. If you have an interest in the cards, go for it. Try, play with the cards, keep it light, keep it fun. And it doesn't mean you have to read for other people. You can just study them and use them for your own growth and your own guidance. Um, But it's quite lovely once you're comfortable with them to actually read for people and engage in that dialogue about what might the message be here. Oh, other important thing. When you're reading for someone, um, let it be a dialogue, a two-way conversation Don't feel that you need to be the one who is the great oracle and is the only one who talks about the cards that are sitting there on the table between you. Uh, Let it be a dialogue. Ask questions of the person. Uh, Let them offer insights. I mean, back when I was still doing in-person readings, I would regularly have someone look at the cards and say, oh, could that card mean this? and Absolutely, it can. um, How the client sees the cards and interprets them on their own can provide valuable insights. So don't feel like you have to be the one who does all the talking. Let it be a dialogue. Great advice. So if anybody would
1: like to connect with Ann, you can go to her website at annhance.com. It's A-N-N-H-E-N-T-Z.com. And also to check out the cards that she speaks about on the show today, Um, you can go to her Instagram account, it's Ann Hance Tarot, or Facebook at Ann Hance Connect with Spirit on Facebook. Well, thank you so much, Ann. This is wonderful. So good to be back. I know it's been a while since we've chatted. (laughs) So, So good to be back on the air with you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're enjoying the program, please consider leaving a review so that others may find it and benefit as well. And you can stay informed about upcoming podcasts by following me on social media. I am Intuitive Laura, no dots, no dashes on Instagram and TikTok. Or you can simply go to my website and sign up for my email newsletter at laurawoester.com l-a-u-r-a-w-o-o-s-t-e-r.com have a great day i'm rachel corpus an angel communicator psychic medium and host of the angel talk podcast this show is meant to help you remember who you are a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at MindBodySpirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.